This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter number 12, um, if you will find, if you will scroll over to verse number nine, you'll scroll over to verse number nine, second Corinthians chapter 12, scroll over to verse number nine and we'll read just these two verses and we'll share and then we'll be out of the way. Hallelujah. Paul writes to the church of Corinth and he says, and he meaning God, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect. Somebody shout perfect. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmity, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Father, we thank you. Bless your word. Bless the ear of the hearer tonight, God. And send your word with clarity, with power, with authority, with conviction. Father, we pray that it not fall on deaf ears tonight, God. And Father, we trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before you sit down, will you high five three people and tell them God's turning your mess into a message. Come on, just tell them God is turning your mess. God's turning your mess. Come on, push somebody else and tell them he's turning your mess into a message. He's turning your mess into a message. He's turning your mess into a message. Glory to God. He's turning your mess into a message. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was in the back and I was telling one of the brothers, I said, you know what? I said, man, I really am nervous tonight for some reason. And he says, man, why are you, why are you so nervous? I said, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. And then he, I had a couple guys to come back and pray with me. I said, I'm not sure what's What's going on? But but something something's going on. I was I was so nervous um, tonight leading up to this, and I'm typically pretty pretty laid back and pretty uh, pretty cool when it comes to different things. And so um, tonight, uh, as service began and things were kind of you know kind of the sound wasn't right, and then something happened to the screens, and all these weird things started to happen. And I said, okay, Lord, you you got to help me to understand something. Uh, I, I need to understand what's going on. Things have been so smooth. These past few months, things have just ran almost seamlessly and perfectly. Uh, but every now and then in our lives, weird things will happen. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, the Apostle Paul is actually alluding to some of these same uh, instances. And uh, Paul is starting to talk. To, he was talking to the church of Corinth and he was talking about some thorns. He was talking about some thorns that were in his life. And, and he talked about how uh, this thorn was in his flesh. 
And for most, most of you have read the text and you, you have a pretty good understanding of what the text is. Many theologians say that the thorn represents, uh, could represent several different things. Some theologians say that uh, the thorn represents a physical infirmity or something that was going on in his, in his physical body. Some theologians say that uh, the thorn could be some type of uh, a speech impediment or, or some type of enemy that, that's always antagonizing the Apostle Paul. So, so regardless of, of, of what uh, these theologians and these people who are a lot smarter than me say a thorn is, I just came to tell you that in life we all going to have some thorns. Uh, in, in this life, you're going to have some thorns. We all are going to have some situations, some circumstances that jump off in our lives that, that, that seem very unpleasant. Uh, the key point in all of this is to understand that we all have some unpleasant trees in our life. We all have some thorns. Uh, you may have a baby daddy thorn. Well, you may have a baby mama thorn. Well, <laughs> so regardless of, of what, what your thorn is, reality is, is that, is that we, we all have them. See, the, 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 the irony of life is you, you can't have a rose without some thorns. Or you can't have a rain without getting a little bit of mud around you. Glory to God. And, and so in every life, in every life, you're going to have trials. In this life, we're going to have some trials. We're going to have some thorns that arise in our lives. Now, now, now listen, as I was reading this text, and most of you guys will agree with me, as I was reading this text, this text for me is confusing. Uh, the text doesn't make sense for me because I, I've never, I've never gone through anything and rejoiced while I was going through it. I don't know of any, any, any situation or any difficulty or any pain that I've had in my life uh, that I've gone through the pain and actually rejoiced as I was going through the pain. You know, typically if you anything like me, when I'm going through the pain, listen, I'm crying, I'm, I'm, I'm begging God to let me out, I'm praying for some relief. And, and, but the Apostle Paul is saying something totally different. The Apostle Paul is saying that, that, that he, he glories in tribulation. He's saying that, that he takes pleasure in tribulation so so not only are thorns a part of life but watch this the apostle paul reminds us that thorns are designed to keep us humble thorns are designed to show us uh, our insufficiencies thorns are designed to remind us all that we're human now now uh, unless we sometimes feel like we're better than somebody else big mama said it like this she said if you haven't gone through anything yet just keep on saying good morning uh, because one day trouble will come knocking on your door. Glory to God. Everybody is going to have some thorns. We're all going to have situations, circumstances that we go through that are kind of pointed. Things that are things that are sharp and things that are sticker. So thorns are designed to keep us humble. But, but wait a minute. Paul said, Paul said, unless I got the big head, I was given, I was given a thorn. And then he said he prayed about this thing three times. He prayed continuously that this thing would leave him that it would leave him but then uh god speaks to him and god said something uh, that that we, we've got to investigate this god said something that we have to look at because it bears us paying some attention to here's what god said god said my grace 
is sufficient. Well, wait a minute. Now, now, now God, I, I need you to, to, to get me out of this situation. I've got a court case coming up. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I've, got some, I've got some legal battles I've got to fight. I've got some, some people in my life who are coming against me, and I need you to move those people out the way. God said, my grace is sufficient. God, I've, I've got some sicknesses, and the doctor has said I have this disease, or, or my, something is happening with my body. God, I need you to heal me. God said, my grace it's sufficient. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Paul. You, Paul, Paul, you, Paul's got to help us here because he said that after God said that my grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in weakness, then Paul says the word, therefore. When you see the word, therefore, in the Bible, you need to find out what is therefore. So Paul says, therefore, wait a minute. He says, therefore, most gladly, most gladly, most gladly. I'm, I'm, I'm most gladly, most glad. Wait a minute, Paul. Slow down, big guy. You're saying, you're saying that when God said, my grace is sufficient and your strength is made perfect, uh, your strength is made perfect when, when you're weak, you say most gladly. Wait a minute, Paul. The thorn still isn't gone. How can you most gladly rejoice when the thorn is still there? How can you most gladly rejoice when the pain is still there? How can you most gladly rejoice when the sickness is not healed? He says, I most gladly rejoice. I most gladly is what he says. He says, I most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He said, I will boast in my infirmity, wait a minute, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So Paul is suggesting to us that there is power in rejoicing even though I'm suffering. So you mean to tell me we had the formula all wrong? Could it be that that's why we haven't had any power when we were going through? Because instead of rejoicing while we were suffering, we started complaining. Duh. So Paul is saying, if you change the formula, you'll change the game. He said, when I'm going through, I would rather boast in my infirmity than the power of Christ may rest upon me. Then he says, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in my reproaches, in my needs, in persecution, distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, then... Then I'm strong. Everybody going to have some thorns. These cups represent thorns. I, I, I don't know what your thorns are. I, I, I don't know. Maybe your thorn is a, is a financial issue. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's your thorn. Maybe, maybe your thorn is, maybe your thorn is, uh, uh, is, is, that, is that Peter mad at you? 
because you keep robbing him. To pay Paul, maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what you're throwing. Maybe, maybe there is a maybe there is a sickness in your life that continues to reoccur. I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what your what your thorn is. But, but here's what Paul said. Paul said, "I, I rejoice in my infirmities." Paul said, I, "I boast in what I'm going through." Now, this makes no sense to me. makes no sense to me. It seemed like if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in his grace. It seemed like I'm going bo- to wait until I'm healed, then I'm going to give God glory. But Paul said, I'm not going to wait till I'm healed. Paul said, I'm going to do it right over here. Well, what does this mean? Because it, 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 I'm perplexed. Are y'all perplexed? I hope y'all are as perplexed as I am. Because, because if there's a formula, if there's something that I need to know so that I can learn how to rejoice over there and not wait till I have to get over here to rejoice, I need to know how to rejoice with my thorns. I did not understand it. I did not understand it. I prayed about this text. I read this text many, many, many times. And I still didn't understand it. I, I, did, I never got it. God, because I want to learn how to rejoice over there. I, I didn't get it until I looked up the word perfect. I saw this word perfect because Paul said that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. His strength is made perfect in my thorn. And I said, okay, God, what does this word perfect means? The word perfect comes from the Greek word teleo that means to add what is yet wanting in order to render a thing full. Let me say that again. The word perfect means to add what is yet wanting in order to render a thing full. He said that his grace causes a perfection in my infirmity. His grace causes something to feel in my deficit. So wait a minute, when I'm afflicted, I'm not full. I've got some issues. I've got some deficits. But Paul said, if I surrender to God's grace, if I take what I'm going through and I take it to God's grace, because God's grace is designed to be strong where I'm weak. God's grace is designed to be full where I'm empty. God's grace is designed to fill up what I've lost. So if I take my infirmity and I give it to grace, then he said, now there's a power Helio is working in grace. Grace 
or power is the ability to, to feel what is wanting until that thing is full. So what God does, God takes what was missing and he fills me up until I overflow. So now I've learned that I don't have to throw a pity party. I've got one or two options. I can either leave my infirmity alone. I can sit under the juniper tree. And I can cry about what God's not doing and how God's not moving and how God's not moving fast enough. And I can cry about what God is not doing. Or I can say, you know what? Even in the spite of my deficit, God's grace is still sufficient. I don't always do everything like I'm supposed to. But God's grace, I wish I had some help in here. But God's grace is still sufficient. So now, God takes what I'm deficient of. And God adds his strength to my weakness. Glory to God. So the area where I was once weak, because I surrendered it to God, his grace has been sufficient. His grace is more than enough. So wait a minute. Paul said, Paul said, I'm happy about it. Oh, I wish y'all could feel what I'm feeling. Paul said, I'm excited about this thing. Why was Paul so excited? Because Paul understood that my deficit that my infirmity, that my shortcoming, all it did was leave some room. Touch your neighbors. I've still got a lot of room for God to bless me. Come on. I've still, oh, you know what I'm talking about. I still have a lot. Oh, oh, we still have a lot of room. We, we still have a lot of room. Glory to God. Just push your neighbors out. You know you got a lot of room. You know you've got a lot of room. You know you've got a lot of room. So, Paul says, Paul says, when I have an infirmity, when I'm going through something, Paul said, I rejoice because my infirmity means I've got more room for him to bless. I've got some more room for him to heal. I've got some more room for him to deliver. I wish you'd push somebody and say, you still have some room. You still, you still. Woo! See, now I can bring my infirmity to Jesus. That's all we do when we come to church. If you didn't leave it at the house. 
if you didn't leave that testimony at home, all we do when we come to church is we bring our infirmity. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And see, you when you worship, I'm talking about when you worship for real, what you're doing is just saying, God, I'm bringing you my infirmity. God, I can't fix this on my own. I can't handle it on my own. But God, if you would add your super to my natural, God, I know some things will happen and manifest in my life. When the, when the sound started acting funny, I don't know about y'all, but for a pastor, that's a thorn. That's, that was a thorn. I'm trying to worship and crack my eye, look up at the screen, and there's something going on with the screen. I said, Lord, this is a, Lord, I get why you want me to preach this thing, because that was a thorn in Pastor Love's flesh, y'all. Hey, that was a thorn. But you know what I said? God said, get on stage. And what you're going to do is instead of letting the infirmity get the best of you, instead of letting the thorn get the best of you, you're going to take that thorn, glory to God, and you're going to get on stage. And even in the midst of the infirmity, in the midst of what you're going through, in the midst of the screens acting up, in the midst of the sound acting funny, what we're still going to do is we're going to take our natural and we're going to take it over here to God and we're going to say, God, hallelujah, the more they afflict me, the more we're going to grow. God, we're going to praise the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth and watch. You know what happened? Y'all didn't even see it because we brought it to God. I sound pretty good right now. So God takes his super and put it on our natural. God takes our mess and turns it into a message. What's the message? And I'm closing with this. What's the message? You know what message we said tonight? We said to the devil tonight. We sent a message to him. And the message was loud and clear. Because we said, devil, in spite of all the turbulence, in spite of all the technical difficulties, in spite of what you try to do to stop this praise, we're not going to let anything stop our praise. Can, can, I, can I say it like this? Can I say it like this? Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail made it up in their minds that in spite of what they're going through, they're not going to let their infirmity stop them from, get, from getting over the grace. They made it up in their mind. They're going to send a message loud and clear to the devil. And they said to the devil, although we're in prison, although we've been beaten, although we're here, and we was a, they told a loudness, we are not going to let anything stop our worship. We're not going to let anything stop our praise. And that's the message we sent loud and clear to the devil tonight. So here, here's what we say to the devil devil keep on because every time and I'm done every time you give me a thorn you don't even realize 
you just made some more room. See, y'all ain't excited enough about that. Every time you thought you put a thorn in my life, you just made some more, some more room for God to bless me. You made some more room for God to do it. Every time a financial struggle hits, you just made some more room for God to do it. Every time somebody, every time you get a, a report from the doctor saying that things are not looking well in your body, you know what you say, devil? You just made some more room for me to give God some more glory. That's all you did. You just, you just made some more room. You made some more room because the grace of God is the power of God to feel that which is wanting, to feel that which is wanting, teleos, to feel that which is wanting, to feel that which is wanting, to feel that, that which is wanting. Are, are you single and looking? The grace of God is able to feel that which is wanting. Are you married and unhappy? The grace of God is able to feel that what, which is wanting. Are you sick in your body? Stop complaining. Start worshiping. Change the sound. God turns our mourning into dancing. What, what want are you holding on to? What, what have you yet? What thorn do you have that you have yet to surrender it? God's grace. Because his grace is the power to feel that's what is wanting. Jesus had need to go through Samaria. When he gets there to Samaria, he goes to a well and glory to God. He gets to the well and he meets this Samaritan woman and engages her in conversation. And of course, she's taken back because. He said, you, you shouldn't be talking to me. I'm, I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. <laughs> Jesus, as we expedite the story, Jesus tells a woman, uh, go get your husband. She says, I have no husband. He said, you said right that you have no husband. You've had five, and the one that you have now is not yours. Then she goes into this theological, constructive uh, conversation with him and 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 Jesus said Jesus said give me some water she said you know you don't have anything to draw with and the well is deep Jesus said to her something something powerful Jesus said to her woman if you only knew who I was you've been sipping out of a cup and every time you sip, you become more empty and more empty and more empty. Every time you connect with, with a man, every time you connect with somebody, you let them take a little bit more from you, a little bit more, a little bit more. Well, now you're on, you're on empty. But Jesus said, I know that's a thorn. You've had five thorns. 
And the one you're with now, he showed enough a thorn. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that for y'all. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who y'all, who y'all kicking it with. Y'all laughed a little bit too much when I said that. <laughs> Here's what Jesus said. Don't miss the point. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you had asked me, if you'd asked me for a drink, I would have given you living water. The water that when you drink this water, woo, you won't thirst. In other words, your soul won't be thirsty again. <laughs> Look at me, purpose. We make bad decisions because we let our soul get too thirsty. We hook up with people we shouldn't hook up with because our soul got thirsty. He said, if you Ask me for a drink. Isn't it beautiful? She finally said, Give me this water. Give me this water that I may not thirst again. Jesus gave her the living water. Now, every thorn that she had was filled. And here's what she did now. She went back to everybody else who had a thorn. And she said, come, meet a man (laughs) who told me everything I've ever done. And she's rejoicing because what was once empty. Y'all miss a good place to shout right there. What was once empty is now is now full. Will you put those hands together? Celebrate Jesus. What's the message? Devil? <laughs> Every time you push me, I'm gonna go to his grace. So you know what that means? Here's what that means practically. That means every time I'm tempted, I'm going to run to his grace. Every time I slip up, run to his grace. I'm going to take my natural to his super. I'm going to ask God to apply the super to my natural to fill me up in those places where I'm wanting. People sin because soul is wanting. Will you bow your heads and let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for tonight. Thank you, God, for this moment of worship and this moment of clarity for many of us. Father, we all have thorns and we all have things in our lives, Lord God, that cause us pain. And God, sometimes it's, it is self-inflicted pain. Sometimes it's just